Downs, The Weekly Show. So, round two is done and dusted. Uh, it was a good round of football. I mean, you might have seen on one of the posts that I put up on Facebook that every winning score had a total of 63 points for all three games. That's just amazing. You probably never see something like that for a very long time. Uh, there were games out at Gundy, Warwick and Rockville. Now, all three of these clubs hosted their first home games. And for Warwick, it was their first game of the year as they had the bye in round one. So I'm guessing that uh, all three of them clubs would have loved to have them home games. And I can tell you that only Gundy came away with a home win because obviously Warwick lost to Coolaroo. Tigers lost in a nail-biter, but we'll get to that one. Um, We'll get to that right now, actually. Uh, The first game of the weekend that I'll recap was Tigers versus Saints, and that was at Rockville. Um, Tigers hosted the the juniors all the way from under eights, tens, twelves, fourteens, women's, and the um, and the senior men's. So it would have been a really good day for Tigers. And one thing I did notice from some photos that I did see on Facebook was Tigers' brand new scoreboard, big digital one. And I'm not, I could be wrong, but. Um, that's got some photos or videos going up on that um, scoreboard at some stage. But, look, that's brilliant. I mean, how good is that? <laughs> they must be hiding that away in that little shed there. And, uh, you know what, I'm, I'm next to that, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Saturdays, and I had no idea that they had it. So congratulations to Tigers on getting something, you know, pretty good going on in the Darling Downs competition. So, but Tigers... Coming off the uh, the loss to South Toowoomba the week before, look, they were competitive to half time in that game. After that, they got run over the top a little bit. But um, one thing I've noticed is that Tigers have recruited, and well, they've recruited players from clubs that have um, have folded this year in university and Highfield. So, you know, kudos to Mickey D. Obviously, you know, he's a big figure in our competition, and you know, he's he's gotten in the ear of a few of the boys and, and he's got them down and they're training and they're playing and that's you know, good for our competition. Um, Saints, uh, Tigers, sorry, are a very proud club and they have been successful in the past and obviously they want to get back up there so they'll they'll do what it takes and that, that's, you know, that's all you can really ask for and you know what, like um, going off the score, it was 59 to 63 in the end but the first quarter, Tigers were up 3-6-24. Saints didn't even get a goal on the board. Uh, you've got to remember Saints coming off a, a home win the week before, so they would have been up and about, definitely. Um, half time, you know, 5-6-36 to 4-5-29. So Saints clawed their way back a little bit there. Uh, well, Tigers got a couple goals in the second quarter. Saints got four. So uh, I'm not sure if there's a bit of a win factor going on at Rockville that day. I was down in Warwick, there was a little bit of win, but... Um, yeah, third quarter, 51 to 47, uh, 37. Uh, tie, yeah, it was a pretty even quarter, I mean, the way you look at it. But Saints in the last quarter, they've gone and kicked four goals two uh, to you know, one goal two. So they ran over the top in the end. Now, from what I've heard, and I mean, obviously we don't get vision and, and whatever, but um, just from what I've heard, Saints kicked three goals in the last, you know, sort of last half of the last quarter. So 
I think they might have kicked two goals in the last couple minutes. Um, I'll just go off and have a look at the the play-by-play -play here. So yeah, they've kicked a goal at the 15-minute mark and the and the 18-minute 18, 18th minute mark, and that got them over the line. How exciting for um, Saints, and what a good game that would have been to be at. So. Look at, um, I said last week, and I'll eat humble pie here, I said the winner of uh, Gundy versus South Toowoomba would um, end up on top of the ladder after round two, but Saints are on top of the ladder. <laughs> you know what, I'm, they didn't feature in finals last year, and, and now in 2020 in the shortened season, they're 2-0, and and they're sitting on top of the ladder. Uh, I know they've got a massive game this week, but we'll preview that one soon. So, yeah, in the end, it was um, Saints 63 to Tigers 59. Goal kickers for Tigers was Ash Harley kicked two, uni boy. And Thuan, I think his name is, Thuan Namwat kicked two. Haven't seen that name at Tigers, so he might be a recruit as well. Um, best on for uh, Tigers was um, was Cag. He's, um, he's got a couple best ons here he's got I think a second best on now a first best on so he's obviously playing well and um straw I think it's uh Strawken, Strawny uh he, he got second best on for Tigers I uh, know oh he's a Highfields boy so the recruits are coming over to Tigers and they're they're earning their stripes there uh but for South Burnett Brooker best on and uh, Askin, second best on. Uh, their goal kickers were Mitchell Francis kicked three and Sean Pukalis, who I noticed likes all the stuff on footy on the down. So well done, Sean, on kicking a couple on the day. A bit of a shout-out there. Thanks a lot, mate, for the support. Um, so, yeah, good day out at Rockville. So the next game we'll have a look at was Gundy versus South Toowoomba. Now... This game was out at Gundawindi. This was Gundy's first home game of the year. So South's made the big trip out there. No one's beaten Gundy in a couple of years. We spoke about this last week. What a perfect opportunity it was for South Toowoomba. Uh, they went out there. Uh, they were missing a couple. We heard from their coach last week on the um, previous episode, weekly show. You know, they're missing a couple of players. But to their credit... They only went down by two goals, so that's not a bad effort travelling out to Gundy and only getting rolled by a couple goals. Uh, although, you know, I mean, Souths were up at quarter time, two two fourteen to one three nine. Half time, Gundy just come out in the second quarter. I think they kicked four goals, five to South Toowoomba's uh, one one. So it was thirty eight to twenty one. So Gundy would have been up and about. Nathan would have been bloody into him at halftime, I can guarantee that. Um, Gundy, in the third quarter, they sort of stagnated a little bit by the looks of it. They shot themselves in the foot by how many points they kicked. They kicked um, one goal four in the third quarter, where Souths kicked um, four goals one. So... You know, it was 48 to 46, so it was just set up for a perfect finish and could have went either way. But, you know, it ended up being 8 15 63 to 7 9 51. Uh, Souths didn't kick a goal in the last quarter, they kicked five points. So, but if you look at Gundy's score, 8 15, they had 23 scoring shots to South Toowoomba's 16. So, you kind of think that Gundy um, would have been 
it was, it was a little bit comprehensive. I wasn't there. I don't know like what where the, all the points come from. They're easy misses, shots from the pocket, etc. But you know, like when you're having uh, twenty three scoring shots to sixteen, um, yeah, two goal win is probably where it should be at. Uh, goal kickers for Gundy on the day. Croft kicked three. Um, best on for Gundy was um, Dernan. He's um, he's currently sitting on five votes in the footy on the downs. Best on. He's on top of the leaderboard. So obviously, you know, he came out in round one and had a great game, backing it up again. You know, consistency, that's the key. And uh, yeah, he got best on. David O'Toole actually got in the, um, in the best this week. So well done to him. Um, especially coming off um, that Achilles injury. So, he, yeah, he played well last week, I thought, uh, against my mob, and he's obviously gone back out home and he's had a, um, another good game. So, well done to Dave. Uh, goal kickers for South Toowoomba were Edgeworth kicked a couple. Robbie backed up from his nine last week and kicked two. So, yeah, he's leading the goal kicking in the comp with 11. Uh, best on for um, the Bombers was Bradley Knowles, the captain. Well, here we go. Co-captains both come out, you know, on the tough road trip. Um, Jono uh, Leidig was uh, second best on, so your two co-captains there were first and second best on. So, obviously, they've stepped up this game, and, and especially with, um, I think it was Ranger was out for this game as well, um, I think with an injury. I could be wrong, but, you know, they've stepped up and obviously played really good games. Uh, so yeah, Gundy's first home game of the year. I mean, look, we don't win premiership flags on the Darling Downs. You win a cup, but you know, obviously in the AFL, if you do know, uh, you win a, a premiership flag, you know, you get your name on it the year, etc. Um, and usually on your first home game, you reveal that flag. So, I mean, there would have been a bit of feel about it on the day and it probably would have been spoken about a lot by the Gundy boys out there, you know, like, you know, where the reigning premiers is our first home game. Let's put on a good show for the uh, for the faithful out there. You know, they always usually get a good turnout, you know, to, on that just around the grandstand there or sort of like around the bar area. And you can always hear them. They're into you. It makes for a great day. Um, so good on the Souths for travelling out there and putting up a good fight. But um, even more congratulations to Gundy for going 2-0. and I think they're sitting second on the ladder. Um, look, it's a scary thing, isn't it, to the rest of the competition. Gundy's looking prominent at the moment. I mean, they've beaten um, Coolaroo and now South Toowoomba. They're two big scalps to take off first and second game. So now, you know, we'll preview this later, but uh, they're going out to Dolby. So, I mean... You know, they're probably going to go 3-0, and zero, let's be honest. So, well, it's going to be a tough year. Uh, a lot of work to do for the um, teams trying to catch Gundy, I would have thought. But in saying that, we've played them early on. You get to play them early on and then hopefully be able to suss them out and, uh, you know, work on their game structures and, and be able to shut down their run. But that's easier said than done. But, yeah, Gundy got the win, 63-51 to 51 against South Toowoomba. So it was Warwick's first game of the year, and it was their first home game of the year. So I would have been pretty happy about that one. I think they've got a new president out there. I've forgotten his name, but he put on a good day, and and Warwick 
you know, with um, Clarkson and Bardsley announced as co-captains, we know that they've been training hard on the um, off the tra- off the track um, footy field. You know, on, running on the roads, getting all the fitness levels up. So they were just keen. You could just get that sense that they were super keen to get into footy season. And you get out there, and uh, you know, there's a bit of wind. Um, sort of going down towards that scoreboard end. That's sort of the traditional way out there at Warwick. So there's a lot of hard running. Obviously, I played in this game. Uh, but, you know, first quarter, Kulru come out, kicked 3-2, 20-1 to Warwick's one goal. I got the goal on the board. So, But uh, Kulru were kicking with the win that quarter. So we knew we had our work cut out uh, into that second quarter. But to the boys' credit, I think we kicked another 2-2. Um, to Warwick's 1-1, so it was 2-1-13 to 5-5-35. So Kuluru went in with a bit of a buffer at half-time, uh, obviously, and then we had the wind in the third quarter. So, uh, you know, I was pretty happy that uh, our boys uh, sort of played well into the wind. Now, I keep saying it's a win, but I wouldn't say it's like a five- or a six-goal win. It's more like a one-goal win, but... Um, you just it's just got that little bit of a win where if you kick it up, it uh, it holds up in the wind. So you got to really you know keep lower your eyes and hit them short targets, and that's probably the key out there when the wind is like that. So um, you know in the third quarter, Kularu kicked uh, yeah two one forty eight, so seven six forty eight to Warwick's um, one goal. One goal straight, so they were three one nineteen. So the Roo boys had a you know comfortable lead going into the last quarter. We felt like we were on top. Uh, we felt like we we're going to be able to run the game out, even though into that slight wind. Uh, we ended up kicking another two goals, three, so a bit inaccurate in that last quarter. But uh, and Warwick kicked another uh, one goal, one. So they ended up four one twenty five to nine nine sixty three. There's that third score of sixty three for the um, for the week. Or the weekend in round two. Uh, Warwick's goal kickers, Cameron kicked two out of their four. Best on was Ty Clarkson uh, and um, I think a new fella out there in Ryan Pitt. Um, if you get to have a look at him, number four for Warwick. You know, he just runs and runs all day. He's uh, He's got skill, um, you know, both sides of his um, body, left and right foot. Uh, just knows how to get into the right areas. He, he's definitely one to watch this year if he gets up and about. Uh, this is quite interesting. Um, last week, and Gundy would have been surprised to see this one, um, Sam Copland kicked four goals. But last week, in the th- uh, just before halftime or just after halftime against Gundy, he done his hamstring. It was the fifth time he's done this hamstring. Um, but... We were short. We were down one. Someone pulled out in the last minute. Sam was obviously there. He's part of the leadership group this year. His dad, um, Darren Copland, is the coach of the um, Coolaroo men's. He was there. He's always going to be there. He strapped up that hamstring, and he did not leave the goal square, and he kicked four. It was quite funny. There's boys on the sideline giving him hell. He meant to be a quaffle player. He meant to be a kneeful player, etc., um, to his credit, uh, and to our boys' credit, we just knew what to do. Put it on his head, he outmuscled his opponent, took the mark, kicked goals. So that was good for him. Uh, best on was the new captain of Coolaroo in Tom Clayton, and um, Craig Patterson was second best on. So he's had a first best on and a second best on now, So and he's a new recruit to the club. Uh, I guess like um, Pitt for Warwick, new recruit. So it's good that we're getting all these good quality players coming into our competition this year. 
Uh, it is shaping up as a really big season, and I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people would have predicted before COVID because I think this short season has done what a lot sort of thought, as in bring people in thinking, you know, short season, we'll have a run. But now, like, the numbers are unbelievable. I mean, I can say last night at Coolaroo's training on a Monday night that, uh, especially after a game as well, like on the Saturday you train on Monday, it's cold. Sometimes the numbers aren't great. Nathan said it last week for Souths that their numbers were a bit low on the Monday, boys working away. It's hard, you know, Monday training. But to our credit, I think we had about 22, 23 players at training. So, and that's on a Monday night, and you've got to buy this week. So to the boys' credit there, and I can only speak on uh, our boys' behalf, but that's just great. And I think it's like that around the... Uh, Around the whole competition, we know Gundy get a lot of numbers out of training, uh, Warwick obviously, and yeah, all, all the clubs. So that's really good, and it's great for our competition. Uh, so I think Warwick um, blew the cobwebs out. I wouldn't write them off just yet. Just thinking, you know, if the rest of the competition sees that Coolaroo's beaten Warwick and thinking it might have been closer than that, you know, what, 38-point loss in your first game back after COVID, uh no, I would not write Warwick off one bit. Uh, Coolaroo obviously coming off a hard game against Gundy. Uh, you know, we're not, we lost the grand final last year, so we should have been always up and about there. So, and Warwick were, what, third on the ladder last year. I'd expect them to be definitely top four this year. Top five. I mean, look, I mean, you've got uh, South Burnett up there, they're top of the ladder. Gundy, South Toowoomba, you know, they're. Winning their first game, they're going out to Gundy, having a narrow loss. Who knows what they'll do this week? And it's going to be a great year. Listen to me, I'm excited. I just can't wait to see what this season brings. Obviously, I hope the Roo boys get the premiership. But you know what? Um, I think um, it's going to be a lot closer than what a lot of people thought it would have been before the start of this season. So... That is the round one, re uh, round two recap, I should say. And it was a really good round. There was a couple of close games in um, Tigers and Saints and another close game in Gundy and South Toowoomba. Coolaroo had a bit of a six-goal win over Warwick. But, yeah, that's round two. As always, there's two games of women's footy each weekend, which is better than one and one by. So... Uh, the first game was Gundy versus South Toowoomba. The the girls at um, South travelled out on, you know, bus, car, however they got out there, but they, they were playing with the men. So that, that was good. Uh, they'd done that last week. So whenever they can do that, I'm guessing they'd be loving that for sure. Um, Gundy, oh, they had a tough loss last weekend. They've had another tough loss. I actually haven't got on the internet here the um, quarter-by-quarter quarter scores, but I can tell you it was... Uh, Two goals, 12 to Gundy, to South Toowoomba's 11, 12, 78. So that's a tough loss to Gundy. Um, goal kickers for Gundy women were Felicity Ash. Felicity, good goal there. And um, best on was Vero and Felicity. Um, Ash, second best on. So obviously she's playing well. Vero, um, yeah. Different name, I've never heard that one before, so like I said, I have to get used to all these names throughout the year, and I'm sure that I'll uh, I'll hear that one again. Uh, South Toowoomba, goal kickers, Crawlers kick four, Whew, that's a fair return, isn't it? 
Uh, you got to remember that they're only playing 15-minute quarters as well, the, the women. That's a short game. Um, Stanmore kicked two. That's their multiple goal scorers there. Best on for the Bombers was Hurden. And second best on was Hock, Hockham. Um, so congratulations to South for travelling out to Gundy. Like I said, with the men's as well, it's a tough road trip out there. So to go to Gundy and get a win would be absolutely wrapped. So congratulations to South on the round two win. That would be, um, yeah, a really good one for them. The next women's game was uh, Toowoomba Tigers versus South Burnett. Uh, this was this this must have been a really tough game. If I just have a quick look at South Burnett, no, they had nearly a full list. So uh, I just thought, well, I should add that the score line was um, South Burnett didn't score, so that's a really rough day for them. South Toowoomba. Uh, 16 14 to 110. So that's 30 scoring shots to zilch. That's, oof, ouch. That's tough. I don't know what else to say. Um, Toowoomba Tigers. Uh, where's the. the uh, is it Pullinger? She kicked five, five goals. That's great. Um, Meskin, Carly. Had her on the show not long ago. She come back with a couple goals this game. Jericho kicked two. Tweedale kicked two. And um, best on was E. Nicky. Um, Eliza, that's her name. There you go. It's written there in front of me all this time. <laughs> now, well done to her and um, well done to Carly. She got second best on. So, starting to fire up there. Um, South Burnett, obviously no goal kickers. Best on was McDonnell, and second best on was Pogany, who kicked six goals last week. So, I mean, you know, credit where credit's due. They're having a game, having a crack. But, geez, there's a lot of improvement to make, isn't there, from zero goals. So, I mean, you sort of can't go any further south, can you? You can only go up from that. So I'm sure that they'll be bounce, they'll bounce back next week, the um, Sainer girls and Toowoomba. Said it last week, they probably maybe should have won that game. It was their um, accuracy in front of goal against the South Toowoomba girls that probably let them down, and obviously they've come back in a big way here and, and had a massive 110-point 110, 110 win. So congratulations to the Toowoomba Tiger girls. Okay, so the ladder after round two with the girls is South Toowoomba sitting on top, two wins, Zero losses, percentage of 289%, um, obviously eight points. Um, Toowoomba Tigers, the girls played two, won one, lost one, percentage of 391. South Burnett sitting third, one and one, percentage of 58. Gundy haven't registered a win yet. Hopefully it'll come soon for them, and a percentage of 16. So, whew, that's a bit rough, isn't it? Uh, long way to come back from there on 16%. But they're in the competition. They're having a game. You know, that's great. Yeah. Round three women's games. Uh, two games, obviously. First game is Gundy versus Toowoomba Tigers. Now, this actually says here it's at Dolby Swans Oval. So I'm guessing that's in line with the Gundy men who are playing at uh, against Gundy uh, against Dolby in Dolby this weekend coming up. So that's good for Dolby to get a you know a couple of games out there. Uh, that's at 12:50. Um, if I have to give a tip, I'd say Toowoomba and convincingly. 
the next game is South Burnett versus South Toowoomba. Now, the Saints girls coming off a miserable loss. Uh, can they bounce back? This game's at home. It's at 12.50. Um, South Toowoomba coming off a convincing win against Gundy. Is that good form line to read into coming into a, an away game out at South Burnett or Kingaroy? Um, not sure, but... You know, this is another one where the Saints and the and the Bombers will get to play just before the men, so that's great for the competition. Um, I might go South Toowoomba by 12 points. I think this might be closer than what we think. It's a two and a bit hour travel out there. Will, will all the Bomber girls make the uh, trip out there? Not sure, but we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I'd say Bombers by at least a couple goals. So that's um, round three preview for the women's, and good luck this weekend to all the girls having a game. Okay, let's have a look at the ladder of the um, senior men's competition after two rounds. Dolby and Warwick have only played one game each, as they had the bye in each round, respectively. Um, South Burnett, whoa, where'd this come from? Top of the ladder after two games. 2-0, percentage of 135. I called it last week, and like I said, I'll eat my humble pie. I said the winner of Gundy versus um, the winner of Gundy and South Toowoomba would finish round two on top of the ladder. That's not the case. South Burnett, they take the chocolates there. They take round two, top of the ladder. Gundy, second on the ladder, 2-0, and oh, you know, 124%. South Toowoomba, 1-1. One and one. 151%. So they've got the uh, the best percentage in the competition at the moment, just sitting that one game off. Coolaroo, after losing to Gundy last weekend, they get the win against Warwick. They go 1-1, one 125%. One, Tigers, 0-2. Dolby, 0-1. And, and uh, like I said, Warwick, first game of the year, they're 0-1. Um, uh, so there's time to make up with there. They've still got their seven games to go. Uh, oh, gee. South Toowoomba versus South Burnett this weekend. Dare I say it, the winner of that. No, well, Gundy, well, anything can happen this round in round three, but, whoa, there could be a new uh, ladder leader after round three. So the leading goal kicker of the year in 2020 up until round two. And not a bad return for the leader here in um, Gabrielle Robbie. Um, South Toowoomba... Boy, uh, he's kicked 11 goals. I think he kicked nine in round one, and now he's kicked two in round two. Uh, quite interesting. On the internet, I've noticed that uh, South Toowoomba are down as bomber men this year. I haven't seen that before. That's new. Uh, good on them, bomber men. Um, second on the list here is um, Jeffro, Jeff Newman, sitting on six goals after two games. Uh, and then we've got Mitchell Francis, South Burnett, six goals. Uh, Michael Langton, reigning Holman medalist from Coolaroo. Or co, I should say, with Charlie Youngman last year. They tied for the Holman medal. He's uh, sitting on four goals. Sam Copland, Coolaroo, four goals. Angus Croft from Gundy's, kick three. Uh, Edgeworth, kick three from Bomberman. Um, Davy O'Toole out there at Gundy, uh, he's kicked three. And that's about the rounds out about the list of the top ten or so. So that's the leaderboard of the um, goal kickers up until round two.
Now, I'm not sure if you heard me last week, but I did say that I would be doing a, uh, like a Footy on the Downs MVP. Now, I've changed the name, and the name is Footy on the Downs Best On. Now, it's simple. On the internet, they give out one, two, three, four, five, six best ons. Who's it voted by? Coach, assistant coach, team manager. I don't know how each club votes for it. But all I'm going to do, and like I said, it's simple, is first best on is three votes, second best on is two votes, and third best on is one vote. Simple as that. And from both clubs, add it up. That's footy on the downs, best on at the end of the year. But the leaderboard at the moment is Durnham, five votes from Gundy. So he's obviously, he's got a three and a two. Um, Craig Patterson from my boys there at uh, Ruboys. He's uh, sitting on four votes. He's, um, I think he, yeah, he's got two and two. Um, Keg from Tigers sitting on four. And the rest all just come down at the three votes until we get down to the two votes. But... Uh, you know, some familiar names there with three votes in Dolly, Whittaker, Nolsey, Greeny, Trace from um, the Saints, Booker, Doolan, Clarkson, Schreiber. We all know these names in the competition, so it's going to be, I reckon it's going to be pretty close, this um, footy on the downs best on. Um, have I got an award? Not yet. Could I go make one? Probably. Might just give a footy on the downs hoodie out or something like that at the end of the year. But yeah. That's the uh, leaderboard for the footy on the downs best on. Well, here we go with the round three men's preview. The first game of the weekend, we'll see Dolby versus Gundawindi out at Dolby Swans Oval. So um, this will be Dolby's first home game since 2018. Um, they'll be very excited about this one, no doubt at all. Uh, hopefully they get a bit of a crowd there and, and work the canteen and get some money over the um, the old bar there and, and make some money on some food and, and support the club and whatnot. So that'll be good for them. But before we um, preview this game, <clears throat> let's hear from uh, Gunder Windy player. Righto, guys. Uh, next up, very special guest here on a Tuesday night, um, all the way from Gundawindi, but he lives in Brisbane, and that is Joe Verney. How's it going, mate? Good, thanks, Rob. Very special. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> well, come on. I mean, you're the only guest this week, so very special <laughs> guest. Oh, uh, yeah. Cheers, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah don't be so modest. <laughs> uh, how you been, anyway? Good, mate. Yeah, good, good. Uh, a bit sore from the weekend, but yeah, nah, getting there. And good to be back playing footy. Lucky to be back playing footy, aren't we? Yeah, that's right. Uh, you did You did miss round one against our boys, Coolaroo. I did see you there. You're a water boy. Um, uh, but you did play round two against South. How was that game? Yeah, it was a cracker, hey? Um, both games pretty good, really. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, you know, very skillful. I mean, on the weekend, it was a hot footy, real hot footy for a lot of the game. Um, I think I think it could have gone either way. A couple of bounces of the ball, really, that was the only difference. I mean, South, you know, they've got a different-looking team, new coaching, very unpredictable where they're going to go, where they're moving the footy. So it's a great game, real hot footy. I think there's going to be a lot of sore boys from both teams, yeah. Yeah, okay. What were they like? What was South like around the ball? Because I know I did speak to their coach after round one. 
is a bit disappointed up to half time against Tigers with their sort of stoppage work. Were they a bit cleaner around stoppages on the weekend against you guys? Yeah, it's hard to. I wouldn't say. I'd probably say it's pretty pretty even in the middle and around stoppages. I mean, I think whoever the new ruckman is, he's, he gets around the ground pretty well. And they've got a couple of new midfielders there. Uh, I think, uh, is it Nathan, the new coach? I think it was yeah, only Nathan Stewart, yep. Yeah. No, they, they, they were pretty physical, mate. They, they, I think they came out with a mission to throw everything they had at us, and, and they really did. Eh? Credit to them, it was a tough game. I think there's going to be, like I said, a lot of sore boys on both teams. Uh, like, and honestly, the bounce of a ball a couple of times, either way, balls hitting the post, touch on the line. It was, it was a close game, mate, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I did see the scoreboard. I think a um, bit of credit to you guys. You've had, you've had a fair few more scoring shots. So, you know, like maybe you didn't kick straight. What happened there? Yeah, I think that happened last week as well. Historically, I think if you look back over the last five years, we've kicked disgustingly straight. <laughs> like too straight um, And yeah The last two weekends We've been a bit off But even the scoreboard Probably doesn't reflect The ball was pinging End to end As you, you probably You've played a gun before It's not the biggest ground But the yeah. ball was pinging End to end Pretty frequently So it was um, Interesting Yeah Okay Where did where, you play On the weekend What position uh, Played a bit Across half back And on the wing More than I A bit different From where I usually yeah. <laughs> From where I'm usually sneaking around, so that was a bit different. So it's it's good to have a bit of a change, and um, obviously get some other boys up in up in up in the positions. Because we've got to be a bit more unpredictable, haven't we? I was thinking yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so you're coming off a premiership, mate. That's your first premiership, is that right? Or no, no, I um, Gundy anyway. Yeah, yeah Gundy. Yeah, first one yep. Gundy. I, when I was a bit younger, I managed to play some pretty decent footy up in Townsville and snag one up there. With Tharangau Bulldogs, I've been super lucky to play with two Ripper clubs. Um, <laughs> really, really, honestly, it's just luck of the draw that I played for that club and I grew up in Gundy. But yeah, first one for Gundy after being involved with them for ages, it was obviously very special. But to be honest, as, as much as I think I, I listened to the other ones with Axe and Dave, and I don't think they hinted at it properly, but I think even on footy trip, I think we all decided to put it in the past and you know gear up and, and go again because you know. It, it's in the past now, isn't it? So we, we honestly moved on. It was great. It'll always be a memory, but we just move on and go to the next thing now. Yeah, well, I was kind of thinking all off-season, which way will Gundy go? You know, like um, sometimes some teams, they do go, you know, we've got it. Certain players will leave, you know, but it just uses scary, mate. Like, honestly, um, you know, oh. not blowing smoke up Gundy's ass, <laughs> but we played just in round one. You beat us. Uh, you took care of Souths. They're looking pretty good this year. So... You've got to be pretty happy about that. The boys, are they're hungry. Like, um, we've got oh. that hunger. The boys are cooler. We've got the hunger for losing a grand final. That's a different type of hunger. So do you find that at Gundy? Like like you just said, the boys are, you know, they sort of just want to get another one now. So that's great for you guys. Yeah. So, I mean, 2015, I think we came up against a really good cooler side and probably a bit underprepared as a, as a club to, to, to win one then and, 2017, I wasn't involved, but I watched it. Came down, watched the game, and once again, maybe a little, little immature as a as a team. And then 2018, I think we're probably unlucky. A couple of bounces of the balls that could have been a lot different that game. And last year, we, we got it right. But like I said on footy trip, I think it was it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Get we got someone I won't mention who it was. Got a motivational speaker in there while we're all we're all up it, and, it was, and they were very very motivational. And, 
gave one of our players a really good spray and, and they've uh, straightened us out from footy trip to make sure that we're looking forward. And so we thank, uh, thank that person very deeply from footy trip. I, I think the boys know who that is. We won't need to talk about who it was, but um, yeah, they've definitely motivated us to get back there again. Yeah, what a bastard. Um, no, that's, <laughs> that's good for Gundy. I mean, it's high-quality football, mate. Um, I think round one, I noticed she's had a couple gun recruits. It's no secret now. You've got a couple players from Brizzy. Um, that doesn't include yourself and Jezza, mate. I mean, he's from the sunny coast. But tell, tell the listeners a little bit about um, Gundy and how they work with Brisbane players, sunny coast players. How do you stay so gelled? And Because usually you've got to train and train as a unit to be able to get that sort of quality football across. So how does Gundy do it? Yeah, good question. Um, I mean, the best thing about this football club, I'm, I think I listen to you from down south, and I think there's you know there's a couple other players across the league from that down south. When you get people of that quality travelling in, usually they're remunerated for their time and effort. But the thing about our football club is that no one's ever been paid a dollar, and um, so that says a lot about the people that are involved and, and the culture we have off the ground. And I think you know what we get, we get pretty in-depth with it, you know, and gelling together pretty quickly. So everyone knows what everyone else is capable of and, and you know, your role's pretty clear. And then from then on, we gel off the field, mate, and that's and that's just transcends onto the field like you wouldn't believe. Like, those bus trips, I mean, I think Jezza and I have been on a couple of them, even though we live in Brisbane and stuff, and, that you know, you can do all the training in the world, mate, but it's not until you sit on sit on those bus trips with people for yeah. six hours every week and then that's when you get close and learn to trust one another. Oh, absolutely. Um, are you aware that Gundy don't play another game in Toowoomba this year? Uh, I wasn't, actually. I, I, well, we played two away games in Dolby, so, yeah. yeah got Dolby, King Arroy, Warwick, and then the rest at home. So, not one more game in Toowoomba. So, I mean, how does that work for the Brisbane guys and whatnot like? I, mean, I guess Warwick's not so bad, but King Arroy, Dolby, a bit further away? No, no, we the Listen, like I said, it's, it, what we do is, we, you know, the guys that do come from out of town, we, we do our own thing. We gel pretty well together as well. We're all really close mates um, and, and we just hop in the car together. We have a rip of time getting out there. And even the home games that we've got coming up, I'm pretty sure that we're all playing, except for one of the games, we, a couple of us are away, but we should be all right for the rest of the season. It's very rarely that anyone from Brisbane or the sunny coast that are playing for us don't play the home games. No, I will. Yeah, that's really good, mate. Um, it's you know, it's pleasing to hear that you know there are clubs in our competition that have got such strong, you know, like core groups that do stick together. Look, I did hear during the off season that Jezza wasn't going to play and this player wasn't playing, and then you know what we come up against is round one, and you've got the premiership side there plus better. Like, what the we, hell's going on here? We only so, had, I think, we only had twelve against you guys that played in that grand final. So we had another 12 new yeah. players in. So it just, mate, yeah, I remember growing up out there in that club. I, I played my first game when I was 14 for the A-grade team because that we just filled numbers. And to see it change so dramatically, it's, it's a testament to the people that are involved in the administration side of things. So what's the, what's the word? What's the numbers like at training, especially on the Thursday night, the main session out at Gundy? What's the numbers like out there? I was out there on Thursday night last week and um, I think there was about 24, 25. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. No, they got, they, listen, it probably helps that some of those other, you know, the league and the uh, rugby union guys pulled a pin. So mm. it gives a lot of those guys something else to do. So some of those guys probably 
aren't in, in your best 22, but, um, you know, they're still part of our club. And they enjoy coming to training. You know, we wrap our arms around them socially and, you know, we, you know, they get around it. Because once you get involved, you know, obviously people stay behind for a couple of drinks and presentation, but, you know, we're there till 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so we give it a fair crack afterwards and people seem to enjoy that and come back for another hit out. Yeah, well, I guess the uh, the best part about it is, and I know like even Monday night, last night after a game, and we've got to buy this weekend, so it would have been understandable if a few guys didn't come to train. But I think we had 23 there. Mm. We've got a lot of young players this year, and the best part about that is that people are pushing for spots. So you get that out of Gundy. I noticed she's had that last year as well. Good numbers, blokes pushing for spots, and do you sort of find that make, what's make a good team? Like, no. Well, it depends what's how you measure success of a footy club. I mean, you know, on-field success is one thing, but, you know, I think we've matured. Since I've been a kid, I've seen us mature as a club, uh, you know, financially and people being involved in the club. But, you know, maybe I think it would be fair to say that with on-field success comes higher numbers and higher standard of football and we, we just attract more people. So that means people miss out. And I think we're probably still learning as a club, how to deal with that and how to wrap our arms around those guys a little bit better. I think that's a fair comment. Um, yeah. And we, we'll get there. I mean, we, you know, we, we think we're a successful football club irrespective of winning grand finals or being in finals and stuff. But that's just something we're probably still learning to deal with because, you know, it, it's tough. I mean, it's tough to see people miss out. And, and, but, you know, what, what, what do you do? I mean... Yeah, winning's not the only thing sometimes, but, you know, we do pride ourselves on, on all aspects of a footy club, yeah. Uh, it's easy for you to say you've won premierships. So I haven't won any, so winning <laughs> is everything to me at the moment, <laughs> especially it's when you're near the end of your career as well, mate. So, <laughs> no, no, I'll get what you're saying. All right, what's, um, what's Dave Tazio tool like as a coach? Is he Chompers. Is... Chompers, yeah. No, he's... Um, <laughs> he's... Listen, well, I was, I first... Since 2010, he coached once, and he's... He's matured as a person significantly and as a coach significantly, a lot more calm and collected now. Um, and I think that he learned a lot off some other people that have coached us as well in the time and some of the other football he's played in North Queensland as well. So he's come back in the last five years, a different bloke and a lot more calm and collected and a lot more tactical. And I think a lot more selfless on the football field now. And, you know, it's kind of, I think he said it to you and I think everyone's pretty much aware of how fit he is and it's pretty pretty yeah he do, he's dominated two games in a row really and yeah. somehow he's and I, I i don't understand how he's not the um not the not, not uh, the best each each week but it just shows you how, how good some of these other pickups we've got are yeah that's true um no it's a scary thought if um if dave does start dominating the rest of the year as well i mean he doesn't need to kick 70 80 goals to be one of the best players in the comp mm-hmm. which he's used to kicking you know like leading goal kicker for gundy and even in league goal kicking so um you know, what if he's, if he's running through them? I think round one, he ran through the middle. He was down back. He was up forward. So he just does it all. I mean, he's older than me. He's 38 or something <laughs> now. So, I mean, that's yeah. saying something. Like, yeah. Um, uh, if you, I, think, I think deep down, he knows he's a backman. Deep down, he knows he's a backman. Yeah, no. Nah, he does direct traffic well down there. I'll give him that. Um, <laughs> that's great, mate. Uh, you got Dolby this weekend. Um <laughs> Look, I mean, they're not going to be world beaters this year, but I think they're going to put up a bit of a fight at home. Dolby are usually pretty tough sort of trip. Oh yeah, listen. Uh, two things on that. I've never, I wouldn't, I can't say I agree with that. Dolby, Dolby at home in these 
historically always been hard to beat, um, especially with their league team not playing. I dare say they'll have some pretty handy pickups at home. I, and to be honest, I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised how well they perform at home. And yeah, long road trip. But like, you know, you'd think from Gundy to Dolby, we'd be flat about that. But the, <laughs> it's, it's the best. To, and the fact we're going there twice this year doesn't bother the boys one bit. They love it. They love it. Yeah, eh? yeah no, that's good. Uh, well, mate, I appreciate you coming on the show and good luck for the rest of the year. I hope you don't have any injuries and I hope you see you out the season. And um, yeah, good luck and thanks for coming on. No worries, mate. Cheers, you too. Thanks. Now, this is Dolby's first home game since 2018. So, you know, that's great. How good is that? They'll be loving that. Hopefully they get a bit of money over the bar and the, and the good old canteen out there. Uh, I know they've got a good bar there, so I hope the locals support the club and get around, especially like I've said in the past, with no um, with no rugby league around at the moment. So hopefully, you know, you get a few locals and a few friends and family and whatnot and get around and support the club. Big trip out there for Gundy. Um, you know, they're coming off 2-0. They're coming off two hard-fought wins against um, some tough competition. Um, they'll probably think that... Uh, you know, they're going to go 3-0 and zero here. And, and, I mean, let's sort of, let's be honest, I'd be surprised if if the Hawks lost this game. I will tip Gundy in this game. But I have said in the past that it's no easy trip out to Dolby. Uh, they're super competitive. Uh, you know, they hit hard and, and whatever. But um, I think Gundy should win this one and probably should win it comfortably. Uh, I'd be very surprised if, if Dolby did win this game. But, I mean, look, it's DD footy. You just never know. So that's the, the first game of the round at Dolby Swans Oval at 2.30pm. The next game of the round is Warwick versus Toowoomba Tigers. Now, Warwick, two games in a row after buying round one. They get two home games. So that's great for the club. <sighs> this is shaping up as a, as a pretty big game. Um... Toowoomba haven't had a win yet. Warwick, obviously, bye, and then a loss to Coolaroo. So both these teams need a win. In a short season, Toowoomba Tigers, they don't want to go 0-3, and three, and Warwick, they don't want to go 0-2. and two. Um, You know, they probably had big expectations this year. Uh, then again, they might not have. Who knows? Like, who knows what they're all thinking around in each team. But th- this is my opinion, obviously. Um... If Ty Clarkson plays like he did last weekend and he's got the same sort of um, support around the ball, I would expect uh, Warwick to be up and about. Uh, obviously, they blew the cobwebs out last weekend. Uh, they can just fix up a few little things around the ground. I would have thought that at home, I would probably tip Warwick. Uh, if Toowoomba... Tigers, they're, they're sort of starting to get, you know, all these recruits from Highfields and Uni and a few old heads back at Tigerland there. Um, you know, if they're getting the training and they're starting to work on certain structures and game plans and whatnot, and I know Mickey D's a smart football brain, uh, no doubt he'll be having the boys working on them sort of things. So if they're all getting the training and now their third game, they might just put together, you know... Um, a little bit of an unexpected win. Although that, that game against South Burnett, they probably thought they were very unlucky to lose that. So, I mean, oh, come down in the last couple of minutes and they could be one and one, um, the boys there at Tigerland. Um, 
I noticed uh, my man, Jaden Smith, who I interviewed early in the year. I haven't seen him in the best this year. Uh, he's the best and fairest there at Toowoomba. Um, not sure what's going on. Um, if he's playing a different role this year. As you know, I can't get to all the games. I can't watch myself. I can only speculate. And, but, you know, to see him, he's in regularly in the best all throughout 2019. And I know he's a good footballer, so... If he starts to fire up, and with with some of the other names that Toowoomba Tigers do have, I would expect them to just step up another level. Um, well, I have to make a if I have to make a prediction or give a tip, and by how many points? Oh, geez, this is a tough one. Really, really tough one. Um, <clears throat> I'd have to just go Warwick because it's at home and buy a goal. That, that's as far as I can go, people. <laughs> I don't... Uh, yeah, that's a really, really tough one. So, yeah, as always, if you're in Warwick, get down there, support the club, have a look. Actually, I think this will be a really good game, so it'll be worth getting along and having a watch. So that's Warwick versus Toowoomba at WCU Oval, 2.30pm. The last game in the round is the footy on the downs match of the round, and that is South Toowoomba versus South Burnett. Now, I said that the wrong way around because this is in Kingaroy. Uh, Lyle Vidla Oval, 2.30pm. Look, this is, this is a massive game. South Burnett coming off a very close win in the final moments against Toowoomba Tigers. South Toowoomba narrow loss by a couple goals to Gundy out at Gundy. We all know it's the toughest trip on the downs. Um... So this is definitely match of the round. Uh, the winner of this will be will South Burnett win this? I'll go three and zero. Three and zero, South Burnett um, for a team that didn't play finals last year. Nilly and and let's just get sidetracked here for a little bit. Top six play finals. South Burnett win this. That's Nilly tied up a final spot. And, and why not? I mean, just the way that the season looks, why couldn't you just get into the finals in a top six out of seven with three wins? So South Burnett, early on in the year, win this, they've got a final spot. And that's a prediction that I will make right now. South Toowoomba. So they've had a home game against Tigers. They've travelled out to Gundy, you know, two and however many hours. Now they've got to go out to King Arroy, another two-hour trip. Don't know if they're getting the bus or whatnot. I would be because it's a lot of fun. But, um, you know, that's two tough trips in a row, especially with Saints. They're up and about, you know, 2-0, obviously. Um, they've got some um, goal-kicking machines south to Toowoomba. I think Robbie's kicked um, 11 goals in two games. Jeff Rowe there, he's kicked like six goals in two games. So... You know, he's um, he's up and about. <sighs> Do I have to pick a winner? Well, I've picked a winner, tried to pick a winner in the other two games for the round. Um, let's go with South Toowoomba by 12 points. Why do I say that? Oh, look, I just think South Burnett, um, you know, they've played Dolby and they've played Tigers. I mean, you go off sort of form and and last year's season um tigers you know they might be building to something this year but i don't think they're there yet dolby obviously coming off a year off 
Um, South Toowoomba, they've beaten Tigers and they've gone out to Gundy and had a narrow loss. So on sort of on form line, I would pick South Toowoomba and only buy two goals. So that's the footy on the downs match of the round, and that is in King of Royal. King Arroy, Lyle Vidler Oval, 2.30pm. Get out there and have a watch because this is going to be a cracking game. So that's it. That's the round two recap and the round three preview done. Uh, another big weekend in football. So this is round three. After this, you know, the, each team's only got like five games left. So... You know, it's short season. What are we in now? Late July, sort of mid to late July. Um, we get through August, bit of September, and then we're into finals. So, short season. Anything can happen. Good luck to your team this weekend. I hope your team gets a win. I hope you get out and support football in our community. You know, AFL on the Darling Downs. Um, you know, just keep getting around, keep supporting. As always, like and share this page. You know, we're doing great things. I'm trying to get the word out there. You all know that. I've said it every single week. I'll continue to say it. Um, obviously, I love my football. You know, we've got to buy this weekend. I'm contemplating going out to, um, you know, King Arroy or going out to Dolby. I could go out to Warwick. I might make a decision later in the week and see where I go. Uh, hopefully get a few photos or something and, and um, be able to put something on the page and give the people something to look at. Um, yeah, because Coolaroo's obviously we got the bye. Uh, that sucks because I love playing footy, love being around our team obviously as well. But there's other games on and they are really good games. Um, yeah, obviously games out at Dolby, games at Kingaroy and games in Warwick. Well, there you go. There's not one game of football in Toowoomba this weekend. Jeez, I don't know when this would have ever happened. So I'd have to go back through the history books to check that one out. So, yeah, they, these weird things just keep coming around in 2020. Not one game of football in Toowoomba. And on some weird sort of stats, obviously we had the one from last weekend where every team finished the winning score on 63. But it's been brought to my attention during the week that Gundy don't actually play another game in Toowoomba for the rest of this year. Unbelievable. That's just, just the way that 2020 season's going, isn't it? So, yeah, guys, until next week, I'm Rob. This is Footy on the Downs, and go footy. <laughs>